Welcome to the Insurance Dudes, a podcast for insurance agency owners, where we will have conversations and guests focus on helping you gain leverage in your agency. What's leverage? It's a business term defined as the power to get you more time and greater business success through business ownership. Agency ownership, if done correctly, absolutely will create the opportunity for you to gain more time and financial freedom. Conversely, without the right people, systems, and processes, agency ownership will become a highly stressful and possibly low-paying job. The spirit of this podcast is to get you thinking of different ways to move towards optimization in your business and in your life. In today's episode, we're joined by Eric Brown, a Marine veteran who served in Iraq and then went on to become a police officer, then ran an accident reconstruction company, and finally landed at Allstate in 2017, now owns a couple agencies, We went live on Facebook and the agency owners and staff group verified. Make sure to look for the group, answer the questions, and put on your seatbelt. Let's get into the talk. I got my Kajabi Hero shirt on. Nice. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) You busy today? Yeah, it's uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to ramp up on staffing right now, so that's all. I really all day I've just been calling candidates and reviewing resumes and all that good stuff. So right on. You know, yeah. it uh, this will be so. I'm going to open my second office uh, sometime this summer, and uh, I think this will be my last ECP because uh, that'll give me two. And then after that, I should have enough uh, on my books and to just start buying books. If I can, because if I can build both of these by the end of four years on each to four million each, you know, that sits me at eight million. And then if I can go out and buy a five million book somewhere, something like that, you know, boom, instantly sitting on thirteen million. That's a yeah. good place to be. You can afford the debt on the five when you have a debt free right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> for those of the folks on here who don't know Eric, um, he's been in doing this for a while, has a has an awesome background. He's a marine vet. So he 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 where did you serve? Uh, I was out at, uh, Camp Lejeune, Camp Pendleton, and I was over in Iraq for about two years. Iraq. Wow. Something else. Was it pretty crazy over there? Uh, it's kind of like being at Miami beach without the ocean, you know, lots of sand. Everybody's got guns. There you go. All right. (laughs) Right on. And then, um, and then from there you went into law enforcement. So you're a cop and and how long were you a cop for? Uh, 12 years, 12 years. And, and there was sort of a, a bittersweet end to that. It was, yeah. Uh, working one night uh, on midnights, running uh, lights and sirens to a call, and a drunk driver ran a red light, T-boned my cruiser, uh, shattered the whole right side of my body, put me off work for about a year and a half, had to have a bunch of surgeries, a bunch of plastic surgery, physical therapy, stuff like that to try and put me back together. Man, man. Well, thank you for your service and for you know what you've done, and I'm, and I'm really glad that you're okay. So yeah, the, yeah, right. <laughs> but then that led you to the accident reconstruction. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. So, uh, but you know, and that was just from my time uh, being a police officer, because that's what I did. I was in our traffic unit. So uh, that just got me into the field of going out and investigating crashes, figure out who's at fault, stuff like that. And uh, so, you know, obviously that's a, of a big value to insurance companies, which is kind of how I got my start into insurance. So talk about that. How did you end up doing this? How'd you get into this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously, so I had my, my reconstruction company and I had all, you know, primarily uh, insurance work. So uh, we worked for all the different insurance industries or all the different carriers. And so once I got injured, um, I, I knew a couple of people at Allstate. And so they, you know, reached out to me and said, hey, look, you know, we love what you do with your company. You're probably one of our favorite vendors out there. You ever think about opening an agency for us? So, yeah, I never really given any thought. So started looking into it and was like, ah, what the heck? You know, I've got nothing else to do with my time. So right. I figured I'd give it a shot. <laughs> and how, how, so how long ago was that? Uh, October of 17 was when I opened and just went scratch, enhanced compensation the whole way. And, and a lot of the, the um, less seasoned agents struggle mm-hmm. at that beginning, right? Because there isn't necessarily any blueprint on how to run the agency. There isn't the, all of these different things and, and they get inundated with all of the different options. So, so walk me through that from the, from the scratch startup standpoint and what you did to get to where you are. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my big thing was just experiment with everything. You know, and that was the big thing is, is don't get laser focused on just one mindset. Be open to, you know, other possibilities. Don't and don't be afraid to, to pull the trigger and make a decision. Uh, I love uh, one of my buddies put a quote out there the other day and said, you know, the, the road is paved uh, with indecisive squirrels. And uh, Heck yeah, it is. You know, so don't be afraid to pull the trigger. I mean, if you see something that isn't working or something that you want to change, do it because you're never going to know unless you give it a shot. Fail. Somebody says fail often. And you know what? I don't know what to say. It's fail all the time, fail often, but that's where, where you get the experience, right? Is making yeah. those mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. So that was my, you know, but just, just little stuff like, man, if you want to change your phone system or something, people sit there mull over for six months. And it's like, if what you have isn't working to the point that you're already considering changing, just pull the trigger and change it. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's really, really important in sage advice is, is pull the trigger. Um, and also uh, to, to make those strategic bets, right? That's what this, that's what business is. It's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look at some options here. I'm going to try to pick the best one. And oftentimes it's, it's, you pick the wrong one, right? Right. But, (laughs) but you make the choice and you're making that it's almost a bet, right? You're going to make a bet on this strategy to buy. Let's say we're going to buy all state, all state lead marketplace leads. Everybody says it's terrible, right? But it, it can't be entirely terrible because they're in business and people buy them and there's yeah. people that are winning using those. So it speaks to possibly maybe it's the process. Yep. And exactly. As humans. And I always, I catch myself doing it a lot too, is you, you do something, it starts to go South and then you instantly eject and you're like, Nope, this one isn't working without, right. without actually going into it. Did you have any experiences like that? Yeah, it actually, you know, the number one I would say would be in hiring. So like for me, uh, you know, you see agents have a lot of great luck on Indeed. So I'm like, great, let me start an Indeed account. Well, it's expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you can run your budget up $500 a month, $1,000 a month, whatever. 
And so these resumes start pouring in and you can't find anybody qualified. And that was my exact knee jerk reaction was, oh, dang, pull out of Indeed. Don't do that anymore. You know, and then it, it took a month or two to realize like, hey, maybe I should reach out to some of these agents that have really good success with it and ask what they're doing different. And you find a lot of times that, yeah, their process was entirely different than what I was doing. So I was just, I was the one creating the problems. Uh-huh. Often it's not the thing itself. It's, it's how the thing is managed. Right. Exactly. You know, cause, cause almost any mechanism that we have available to us, whether it's, you know, like Facebook leads with you guys over there or, um, or internet leads or some, something to drive the traffic to the agency yeah. in some cap- capability, somebody is being successful and winning at that strategy. Yep. And so um, what I've found in working with and talking to lots of agents is fight, gravitate towards the ones that are winning at the thing you want to do. Right. Because there's a lot yeah. of ways to skin the cat. Yep. That's exactly it. So, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, you look at guys, you know, like you said, that complain about internet leads or Facebook leads or whatever they leads they, they complain about. And, uh, you know, yeah, you just got to find the people that are winning in that space and find out how they're doing it and, uh, you know, try and crack that nut a little bit. And then when, and then once it starts working, pour the money into it. Exactly. Yeah. Once you start to get, gain some ground, now you got to invest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're getting ROI, poor money. It's going to make a multiplier. Exactly. So what, what was one of, um, and I know that, you know, we all have struggles and so I'm going to, I'm going to pin you down here. Yeah. What was one of the toughest struggles or challenges that you've had since you started? I know you said the hiring, um, but I mean, and I guess that could be it. I'd like you to talk through that, how you overcame that challenge or that struggle. I'll tell you what. So I'll just say staffing in general was probably my biggest struggle. And, you know, I'm a year and a half in and I'm just now starting to feel like, okay, maybe I have a a handle on staffing a little bit. Uh (laughs) Um, You know, but a a lot of agency owners, me, myself, my big thing was letting my staff hold me hostage, you know, and and that's a horrible place to be in. It's a horrible place to be in where you're like, oh man, I have to go to the office today and deal with drama. And if you're in that place, man, you got to make a staffing change. Instantly. Yeah. Yep. Because you, you're go, you are going to make that staffing change if you already right. are upset because you have the drama. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, here, you know, just case in point, I mean, here in January, I walked into my office and, and one of my producers that was writing 70, 80 items a month consistently, uh, you know, we had to part ways. His drama was bringing down the office and you know what? Hey, look, man, sorry, I got to let you go. And, and that's a tough decision, uh, you know, for a lot of agency owners to swallow. <laughs> Very tough. It, it seems like sometimes the best of the best do have a little bit of a, a crazy factor to them. Yeah. And <laughs> if, if you aren't able to, to manage that craziness, then it, it can drive you crazy. Yeah, exactly. I've had my share of those as well. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but what did you, what happened? So let's walk through that. So you got rid of this guy and I know that it was probably or likely it was a struggle in mentally for you to be like, I'm going to yep. give up 80 items. And you know, how did, how did you, how did you handle that? Well, and actually, so January was a big change. So I had six LSPs uh, and actually I, I let three of them go in January. So I, I cut my, my workforce in half. Um, but I had a certain direction I wanted to go and, you know, I have a certain culture that I want to instill in my staff and they just weren't hitting it. So I knew I had to make that change. I knew coming into February that was going to make February a rough month, but 
statistically looking at my my previous February, I knew this was already a rough month. So if you're already going to have a bad month anyway, might as well just make the staffing change now and ramp up for the spring. <laughs> it often feels worse in the moment. Yeah. You know, but surprisingly enough, I mean, my three remaining staff, I mean, they stepped up and, you know, they picked up the, you know, the ball and they, they're running with it. So, you know, my three staff are carrying the office. We'll pull through. We'll do better than we did last year and, and only running with three staff. So saving a little money too. That's exactly. always nice. Because right? you can take that. And and I've I've been in those situations, you know, I've had as many as 12, gone down to five and it kind of fluctuates. And yeah. You get those situations where, well, do I bring on the additional staff that's going to be, you know, three or four grand, or do I take that three or four grand and invest it in the activity for them, right? Drive, drive some activity with leads. And, and we've had those conversations. And when you have, you know, depending on the team you have at that moment, you know, they, they could be like, yes, get me the leads. We'll, we'll pick up the slack. Right. Training somebody. Yep, exactly. So that's, that's awesome that they, that they came through for you. Yeah. So, I, you know, like I said, that's setting me up now for a good March. And uh, so in February here, I was able to, to focus primarily on hiring. And I, I have four people that I'm onboarding here uh, in two weeks. And, you know, so we'll staff back up. Do you have a, a small little jail area in your office? <laughs> for me or for my staff? <laughs> either, either way. Yeah. So for me, uh, I just have my bar. That's where I retreat to. Uh, you know, yeah. For uh no, so I actually I just signed a lease on my office right next door to my current office. Um, so we're going to expand over there, and that's going to become a new sales uh, office for for my team. So the new people I'm going to onboard are going to onboard over there, and uh, then once they're done, I'll move the rest of my sales team over there and, and kind of consolidate all them just in one area. That is awesome, awesome. So um, and and you're opening a new one. Yeah. Yep. Just got approved to open my second agency. And so, what's the ramp up time on that for people who may be considering opening a another agency? It just depends. Uh, you know, for North Central Region right now, uh, they said they're, they're about five months behind. So from when they approve you, it's going to take about five months before you can open your doors. The company is behind? Yeah. So <laughs> they don't have enough APSs and everybody else to try and help right. open open an office. <laughs> but you've been through it. So that may be, you know, that there'll be, you won't have those same growing pains, which is kind of nice. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and the way I look at it, that's fine for me. Um, you know, start bringing staff in now. I mean, I'm already looking at hiring and, uh, you know, starting to bring those people in and get them trained up so that day one, we can go out there and just crush it. What's your, what's your plan for staff size? Uh, so I'm a, I'm a little aggressive on my next office here on open. Uh, I would like to do 15 uh, PNC producers and five life only producers. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you will, if you believe yeah. you'll do it, then you will do it. Yep. So up there, I'll open uh, with 20 sales and uh, one additional service to add to my service team here. We're going to take a quick break here and introduce our sponsor. Uh, your, insurance pod- your Insurance Dudes podcast is sponsored by Agency Vault, an industry leader in agency coaching, hiring, and sales training. Agency Vault's unique connection between the hiring process and the sales training process has helped thousands of insurance sales producers and agents gain confidence and strengthen their abilities to sell more policies with its powerful seven-step trusted advisor sales framework. For more information, navigate to www.agencyvault.com. And now back to episode three, interview with Eric Brown. 
was the biggest win so far. Um, it, it's exactly like we talked about, you know, find a path that works for you, uh, diversify, but then just dive in. Once you start finally getting traction, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. You know, and that's another thing that I hear from a lot of agents is they go, you know, well, I want to invest in the stock market. I want to invest over here. I want to invest in here. Why wouldn't you invest in your own business that you control? You control the destiny of that business. Yes. So why are you not investing in that and grow your business that you own? And you um, know it. You know yeah. the market. You know how it operates. You know all the things that you need to do. Yeah, exactly. So, Great yeah. stuff. Right. So, you know, the way I look at it and, and you know, I just said this the other day and uh, a lot of agents think I'm crazy and that's okay. I like to be crazy. Um, you know, but last, yeah, you know, so last year uh, we did a million dollars in just Facebook leads alone. That's my, really my only advertising that we did. Um, so this year, uh, you know, I just saw one of my buddies did uh, 780K in one month. So I'm like, well, why can't, why can't, why can't I do a million dollars in one month? And you know what? So then, then the idea came, I'm going to see if I can throw enough money onto my Facebook marketing to write a million dollars in one month in, in Ohio. To write. So what kind of budget would it take to write a million in premium? Uh, a big one. <laughs> uh, it just, it depends. You know, or five million. yeah. No, so no, different, yeah. different months hit, uh, hit differently. Um, with about $10,000, a little bit less. Um, so if you do about $7,000 can get you about 120 grand in premium, uh, is, is roughly what I'm seeing. So, you know, I figure if I look at 25 to 30,000, I should be about there. That is awesome. So it's going to be a big thing. I think that if, if, if people are paying attention and when they do that, that you just said something that I think is, is that little golden nugget that people are constantly asking, you know, how much do I need to spend? What should I get? Say that again. You spend 7,000. Yes. I spend currently about 7,000 a month now to, to write about 120,000 ish. Right. Which, which even for a a regular agent like me, not a non ECP agent, that's almost doubling. Yeah. Right. A 7,000 spend you're writing that much. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So don't be afraid to spend that money. I mean, that's what it's there for. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah. And invest. I mean, invest in yourselves, especially, you know, when you start getting bonus time and man, set some of that bonus money aside and use it for, for when that month hits. And we all know that month, you know, where you're going along and nothing else has changed, but all of a sudden, like one month, you just start crushing it. You know what I mean? Like deals are just closing left and right. And that's the month, man. That's the month. Just go all in. Just go all in. I mean, if you're closing business that month, man, just put that pedal to the metal. Keep going. Press it yeah. harder. Right. Exactly. Don't just be like, oh, well, I made out this month. Like you should have made out more. Well, when when my my folks they get they get a big you know big house you know five items or whatever and and they're all excited. I'm like, this is when you go right back on the phone and you crush it because you have the momentum. Right. Yeah, right? absolutely. Celebrate. Okay, I'm done. No, you don't mic drop. This right. is when you push the pedal to the metal. Yeah, absolutely. Finish strong. Finish strong. Finish strong. That is awesome. Well, hey, uh, we appreciate you ha- appreciate you hopping on. Um, this show is going to be called uh, coming soon. The insurance dudes. Uh, nice. Jason Feltman's going to be joining me on this, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to bring a lot of uh, cool, different ideas and energy to it. Uh, we'll probably have you back because you you and we'd like to hear about after the open. Yeah. Nice. When, I'm, I'm what's, what's the date? The target date? 
So our target date now, uh, they floated somewhere between June or July, just depending July, on okay. kind of where everything's lining up. It'll be 125 degrees here when that happens. So yeah, we'll be lucky. To be in the, we'll be lucky to be in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I'll come out and visit to get in the cool air. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, th- Eric, thanks so much for joining, um, and we will we'll we'll hit you up, get you back on down the road. Absolutely, I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. See ya. joining the insurance dude podcast we will see you next week episode four already episode four insane so glad that you could listen and grateful that you joined we'll see you next week as we talk to travis turner who is going to talk about a lending referral process that has gotten him a ton of new business and filled his pipeline until next week this is craig pretzinger on Insurance Dudes Podcast.